Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Clee. And today we're going to be talking about success in the year 2021. And beyond, on, on, on. on. <laughs> or rather how we approach any new endeavor or any new year or any new day. Yeah, it's true because uh, basically we have a list of five things that we focus on. There's quite a bit of things that we focus on whenever we're uh, approaching something new or deciding that we're going to expand what it is that we do or grow something that we're doing uh, when it comes to art or just anything in life. But um, there are five things in particular that are very important that we want to make sure that uh, they are things that we pay attention to. That we keep as sort of daily daily go-to practices, yeah. And the first one is the the one that is the biggest thing to focus on for me it is stop making excuses <gasps> how dare you yep. and and you know it's interesting because like this is a rough one for a lot of people because a lot of people uh i myself included don't even understand that sometimes you are making excuses oh totally sometimes your excuses are so good and you're so used to them that they're just facts yeah because they're, and they're legit yeah they're legit yeah. excuses like well you know i can't really do this because i don't have this or i can't really do this because i don't have the time or i can't really and the fact of the matter is that if at any point in time you find yourself saying well i can't do this because blah blah blah, blah and it's something that you actually want to do chances are that the blah 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 is an excuse. Mm -hmm. And if you were to break down the logic and actually go at it and understand like this is something that I'm saying to myself in order to keep myself from trying to achieve this thing. Absolutely. And if it's something that you really, really want to do, you will always find a way to circumvent or plow through the obstacles. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And see, and those are the things, those are the people that I admire, the ones that against all odds, they just decided that they were going to do this thing and even if other people were trying to feed them excuses and stuff they just went forward with it mm -hmm. well you you can't do that there's there's no way that you're going to be able to accomplish that there's no way that you're going to be and you know for them to just say well then watch me and i feel that that's what we got to do whenever the excuses come up in our own head mm -hmm. just be like well then watch me absolutely also, I wanted to mention here that one of the most largely used excuses, especially even by yours truly here, is that, well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And what's become crystal clear to me in the last year, especially, is that you have to just take the first step because each step along the way guides the next step. Oftentimes, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can conceptualize with the best of them, right? But until I actually start working on whatever it is, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I mean, I used the same kind of excuse when it came to being an artist. I spent the majority of my life not pursuing an art career, saying that I wanted to pursue an art career, but right now I can't because of this, or right now I can't because I don't have enough time, or there's not enough money, or I need to, you know, there's always, there are always very, very valid excuses, but really when it comes down to it, they are still just excuses to not do something. Mm -hmm. Within the, the last few years of, of being in our career and, and actually being an artist and realizing that the only thing that was that was holding me back was my excuses. 
You know, and it was interesting because the more excuses that you make, the less you realize that they're excuses and the more intricate they, you know, you get an excuse on top of an excuse on top of an excuse. Mm -hmm. And when you start really getting through those layers and really examining like, well, is this really true? Is this the 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 all time thing that is actually stopping me from being able to do this thing? And you start breaking it down. You start finding that you started layering excuses on top of one another to avoid doing something that you actually really want to do. Yeah. And it, we all know that like a really truly incredible thing happens when you just go for it. Some of my best creations came from problem solving and make it work moments in the midst of doing the thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many creations that I've created that were just complete uh rubbish up until some point where like I totally screwed it up and decided that I was going to keep going. Because, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that was a side effect of a lot of the excuses that I made was not only in getting an art career started, but in creating stuff. And the excuse of, well, I don't, I just don't know how, or I don't know what to do, or blah, 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 or doing this, this project. I don't really know how to make that effect look that way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just going for it and ending up with an even better look than I wanted to the piece. Yeah. So, like, if you're making excuses, examine the excuses. If you're not doing something, take a look and see if you're making excuses to not do it. And it doesn't matter how valid the excuse is. It is just an excuse and you got to move past it. And in order to move past it, I think that number two is one that has been very powerful for both you and I. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hilarious because the name started off as a joke in one of our videos but it is it it's such a good name for it, and that's to fachunk it. Yeah, just fachunk it. And fachunking is a five to fifteen minute time where you get it started and you break down whatever project it is, whether it is a big project or a little project, into easily digestible chunks. Instead of like starting this overwhelming project, you break down to the first step. What what can I do right now? And you don't have to figure out all the steps. Just understand what is the thing that I need to do right now to get this started and then give yourself five to 15 minutes to do it. I would say that fachunking is probably the singular greatest thing that kept me going through this past year and allowed me to push through comfort zones. Yeah. I love that fachunking gives you permission to just start something. It gives you permission to stop. After a short period of time, if you're like, I don't know, I'm not there right now. And I don't want to do it. It also alleviates the overwhelm that comes with feeling like you have to have it all figured out. Right, right. And I think that that was what was most important because of what I realized in getting a lot of comments and stuff like that from artists from all around the world was that there was this common theme of having moments where they were feeling maybe creative block or something like that. And then just kind of giving into it. And then it, these these creative blocks just lasting for a while and realizing like, you know, honestly, in those moments, you don't you really you've told yourself so much that, oh, I just don't have it today. I can't whatever, blah, blah, blah. And if you at least give yourself permission to get something started for five minutes and if at the end of the five minutes you're still not feeling it, then then stop do something else and then maybe the next day attempt it again or or pivot and attempt it in a different way but it gives you that permission to find out for yourself if 
you actually are ready to work on this or if maybe you're just not feeling it that day. The chunking also came with an unexpected benefit that I didn't anticipate. And I think that anybody who has kids or is a caregiver for someone or has obligations outside of their art career already knows this and appreciates it. But it actually sort of trained me to shift gears more easily. Right. To be able to, I don't multitask, I single task in rapid sequence sometimes, but it really, it really allowed me to get more comfortable with doing something and then shifting gears and doing something else and then shifting gears and doing something else, which has been hugely beneficial. Which is great because what it does is that is actually what a lot of people call multitasking. But the simple fact is that none of us can multitask. You cannot do two things at once. You know, you could shift between one project and the other rapidly and it'll give the appearance that you're working on two things at once. But usually you're working on one thing, you're focused on that. And even if you switch over to it and the other one in five minutes, like then now you're focused on the other thing. Yeah, your focus is where your focus is. Yeah, because we in all honesty, anybody that boasts like I'm a multitasker and I could do blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you are a single single tasker that's able to switch between tasks really well, really well, yeah. because you've trained yourself to do it. And you're right for chunking. That's basically what it is. Because a lot of times we are in the studio, uh, I've got to check our email, i got to check the website, there's this going on, I've got this project sitting there, and of course I'm maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all the stuff that I have to do, so I can't pick one thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then at that point you just pick one and you just fachunk it, you just get started on it. And a lot of times what ends up happening is that I'll work on that project for maybe about half an hour, maybe I'll work on it for two hours. And then once I'm done with that, because I got the ball rolling, the rest of the projects are easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. Because then I just fachunk the next project and then fachunk the next project. And then at that point, I could I realized like, there might be something like, oh, I got to check the website for something, you know, to change something on one of the pages. And I get started on that and realize like, ah, I really don't feel like doing that. And then I'll move that to my next day on the list mm-hmm. and I'll get started on the next project. And then you look back and you're like, I am a champion. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did everything today. And I don't just use fachunking for the creative end or the even the admin end of what we do. I literally have been fachunking everything. Yes. And then the next thing after fachunking is try new things that scare you. Ooh. Yeah. So trying new things that scare you, things that are outside of your comfort zone, um, that is vastly important as far as growing, mm-hmm. not only as an artist, but as a human being, as a business owner, as as whatever it is that you want to be. Um, it is so important to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because the only reason that maybe you haven't done them Because think about it, like everything in life that we do, we're pretty comfortable doing it. We have micro out of our comfort zone experiences every once in a while. We experience something, but it's comfortable. You know the world, you know exactly how it is, you know how the rules are. And I think that a lot of us uh, look for that comfort level, look for a place where um, you know what to expect next Mm -hmm. because it just feels safer. And I think the reason that we assume that it feels safer is because that's kind of the way that we've all been trained to look at the world. Like Mm -hmm. you want security, you want this, you want that. That's what we're striving for. And in reality, you know, I've lived that life where 
the daily event, I, I, I could have mapped out exactly what I was going to do. Like four years went by and I pretty much did the same thing every single day, every weekend. And it was, it was secure, but I did not feel alive. And really, when I think back to that time in my life, it's just a blur. There, yeah. You know, it, it all kind of melds together. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think really we are creatures that are meant to break out of habits. We're not we're not meant to be a routine. I think that's true. I think we're dynamic. One of our patrons who I have tremendous love and respect for, she uh does on her birthday every year, she does something oh, new yeah. that she's never done that scares her. Yeah, Heather. And, Heather is yeah, a badass. I think it's amazing. And of course it doesn't have to be huge things either. You and I another one of our patrons recently launched a social media challenge. Yep. And you and I both signed up for it. The reason I signed up for it was specifically because I didn't want to yeah. because I had reluctancy and um I wanted to see uh, how I would respond to the daily prompts. It's a month-long challenge and uh I'm surprised at how much I've learned already. And look, there's stuff in this challenge that I'm like, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but there's also so much of it that I'm like, hey, this is really cool. I didn't know this worked this way. I didn't a- anticipate this happening and this is really great yeah and if you guys are curious about the challenge uh check her out on instagram it's curious kirby mm-hmm. uh she's 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 a badass as well and we both took on the challenge me because i'm writing this book and honestly i would totally forget about social media and stuff while i'm wrapped up in the book so it's given me the opportunity to force myself to focus on instagram and focus on things that I don't typically do because uh, I could get very lazy with social media, which honestly is what I recommend to everyone. Just get lazy with it. It's cool to get some insight into some of the different things that are on there because they're really cool. They're mm-hmm. really cool, really cool features, really cool ways of navigating and interacting with other people. So, yeah, curious at Curious Kirby on Instagram. It's awesome. Going back to trying new things, like it doesn't have to be anything like giant or life changing, but as long as it's something, because a lot of artists I, I've noticed, I've noticed, and, and it's one of those things that secretly uh, pisses, well, it doesn't so secretly piss me off, but it pisses me off is when I hear a lot of artists making excuses because they maybe got into creating an art career and doing it and they started and they've been doing it for 10 years. I've been approached by a lot of people that have been artists for a while and they're like, it just is not working, blah, blah, blah. And then they list off a bunch of excuses. And what I realize is that over the span of the 10 years, they were not doing anything as far as outreach or trying new things or meeting new people or changing things up or switching things up. Like, One of them, like I looked at their website and she was pretty rude. So I have no problem being rude uh, in this podcast. She built a website 15 years ago and then didn't do anything to switch it up or put herself out there. Had no social media accounts, like nothing. There was no way of finding her. She put up a website and expected people to just somehow miraculously find it. And then they didn't, and then she didn't do anything, and then somehow expected different results. Yeah, exactly, which is insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and expecting different results. And like that's why it's so so important to push out of your comfort zone because a lot of times you don't even realize the zone that you're stuck in. Mm -hmm. 
just because it's comfortable doesn't mean that it's the best for you. And in fact, a lot of times our comfort zones are very uncomfortable because they're not giving us the results that we want. So yeah, so number number three is definitely uh, try new things that scare you. The fourth one, which goes hand in hand with try new things that scare you, is be willing to fail. Mm-hmm. Be willing to fall on your face. Be willing to try something new that just, oh, I sucked at it. Because it is so important to not be afraid of failure. I think one of the things that really inspired a lot of my excuse making in the beginning where I didn't start my art career was the fact that I was just very afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. So like there was this this fear of failure. And of course, along with that fear of failure comes this new thing that I wanted to do of being an artist and actually putting myself out there. And in that fear of failure, I had already prepaved and predetermined that if I tried this thing, chances were I was going to fail. And of course, there's a lot more emotion in your imagination wrapped up around failure than there is in getting the the success, you know, in, in, in reaching that point. Like, I am going to put myself out there. I'm going to share my art at this festival, right? Well, you know that you're going to share your art at this festival. And basically, the success point there is like, I shared my art at this festival. That is not as powerful as I shared my art at this festival and it was a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. so the, the, the negative emotion is always going to win out in your imagination if you're buying into it. And if you are looking at that same scenario differently where you're like, I'm going to go and show my art. And if it's a dumpster fire, I'm going to make sure that I have the best time ever. So it doesn't matter if it's bad or good. You are just focused on having a good time. Absolutely. There's something that goes hand in hand with this. I I feel like it's like parallel to it, but it's not exactly the same. What grips me is not even necessarily the fear of failure. It's the fear of coming across as less than what you think think or know you are. I'll give you an example. Okay. Music is one of those things where I trip myself up and hinder myself a lot of times because I want to present the most professional, best music that I can, whether it's a jingle or a song that we're writing or whatever. The other day, you decided it was music challenge day and you asked me if I would participate in conceptualizing a song, writing the song, uh, practicing the song, doing a rough recording, video, audio recording, and releasing the song as a rough draft all in a day. Right. And that's a pretty ambitious goal, which is what I said to you. Right. (laughs) Well, we did it, which was awesome. But here's the fear that I had to overcome, right? Uh, I've been singing for a long time. Uh, Some stuff I'm really great with and some stuff I definitely have improvements to make vocally, right? But um, I don't tend to want to release things that are less than polished because I have insecurities when it comes to music. So after five, six hours of writing the song and practicing and saying, okay, well, I'm going to yell this part. Oh, it turns out I'm not going to yell this part, but my vocal cords got tired. So when it came time to actually record the song that we were going to release, my vocal cords were worn out. Was it my best vocal performance? Hell no. Exactly. But I had to overcome the the fear of like, oh my gosh, people are going to hear this and they're going to think that this is 
the pinnacle <laughs> of my vocal ability on this song and wanting to explain and like pre-explain like this is not my best work. Please don't judge me based on right. this. Um, and realizing like nobody cares. No. No, all of these tie into one another, right? Mm -hmm. So perfectionism comes in. And so then your excuse is, well, I got to get it perfect. I yeah. got I got to make sure that I have the tools in order to get it perfect. Because and, for me, I'm afraid of judgment. Right. And it, that's tied into imposter syndrome, ex right? Exactly. Why should I be doing this thing? Who am I to be doing this thing? People are going to be like, you're stupid and you suck. <laughs> yep. Most people aren't like that. No, and and people that are like that, it's because what they're doing is that is a reflection of their own insecurities, and so they're going to nitpick. Listen, I I am I love art from other artists, and uh, I could find the beauty or the weirdness or the thing in most art that I look at. Back in the day, not so much. Why? Because. I was what I would consider like a failed artist, not even failed because I didn't even attempt to do it. So mm -hmm. like I failed before I even started. Because, Which made you bitter and cynical. Yeah, it made me bitter and cynical. So instead of looking at a piece of art to just look at a work of art, I would look at a work of art and think to myself, oh, how did that get up in this place and blah, 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 blah. Like that looks like a piece of crap. Like basically what you did was you nitpicked. And you did this comparison game. But the fact of the matter is, it was because you were bitter because that person is actually putting themselves out there and you are not. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically any time that there's any kind of like bitter negative feedback when it comes to music or when it comes to art or when it comes to any type of creative endeavor. It's because the person that is criticizing the work does not have their footing because in all honesty, people that are very confident in what they do never criticize other people's work. Nor do they have time to. People who are leading fulfilling lives don't have time to sit around being haters. No, they don't have time to be haters. And the fact of the matter is that they know what it's like to create a piece of garbage mm -hmm. and then save it. Yeah. You know, and everyone who's who's doing that kind of thing knows that. Yeah, process. That, that's basically the creative process. It's going to look like shit. It's going to sound like shit mm -hmm. until it doesn't. So along with that, being willing to fail, not being afraid of failure because it's not failure. It's a work in progress. It only becomes a failure if you quit. The moment that something is not going the way you want it to and you're like, oh, you know what? I, I just I, I can't figure that. Just don't quit. Just keep going at it and figure it out. And create a, a polished turd if you have to, but at least create something. Because at that point, it's still just a work in progress. And that goes for everything, whether it is wanting to create an art career or wanting to work on a specific piece or creation. It goes for everything. And of course, this is where it follows through to the last one, which is persist through all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Persist through all the bullshit. Just keep going. Don't be afraid of failure because failure is non-existent if you keep going. The moment that you allow yourself to stop, the moment that you think, oh, this isn't working out and you just stop instead of pivot or change direction or, or try something new, that is the moment where it does become a failure. And even then you could still pick it up in like two years or so and then it becomes a work in progress all of a sudden. Absolutely. I think the, the word failure has more to do with the way you feel about yourself. And especially if it's the way you feel about yourself in comparison to people that you consider that are not a failure, mm -hmm. right? 
So like for a lot of artists, they get started and let's say that they're comparing their career to my career, right? Well, they are not experiencing the first five years of my career where like I barely sold anything. They're bar- they're not experiencing the first five years of my career where I had to debate whether or not I was going to quit or am I just going to create something new? And of course, you and I got into the habit that even when nothing was selling and nothing was going good for us, we just created stuff. Yeah. We just kept creating mm-hmm. because it was that momentum that got us going and got us inspired to keep going. Yeah. And the act of creating took our minds off the, oh, I don't know what I'm doing yeah, ex- mentality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> whenever you're in that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. All, you're just wasting time. Definitely when you're comparing yourself against anyone else's art career or life, you have limited data to pull from. Yeah. Um, growing your art career doesn't mean you eliminate challenges. It just means you face different challenges. Yes. Um, I look at some of these YouTubers that have like massive followings on YouTube, right? And from my limited vantage point, I understand that it is not smooth sailing for those big time YouTubers, they're facing different challenges than we are with our channel. We're facing different channel, uh, different uh, challenges than channels that are just starting up, but it's just navigating whatever, wherever you are in the river, whether it's the rapids or (laughs) it's, it's hilarious. It's kind of like when uh, my cousin called the other day because he's growing his business. Mm -hmm. And uh, his question to me was like, and this is a question I hear all the time. How did you get so many followers? How did you guys get so many followers? And this question drives me nuts because it's like what by starting at the beginning, by by having the appreciate when we had 50 followers, when we had 100 followers, yeah. like that was that was awesome. Appreciating whoever it is that um, gives you the time of day that, right. that actually follows you and, and wants to know what you're up to. There's something special about that relationship. The the difference is a lot of people are just looking at the numbers of it and not realizing that, listen, you got to get started somewhere and you're going to have to persist through the bullshit. You're going to have to persist through your mind telling you that you're a failure, people telling you that you're wasting your time, all the naysayers, and you're going to have to be patient and just keep persisting. Yeah, that that's a that's a mind-blowing one for me too because our channel my answer my short answer to that question would be very slowly. That's how we got yeah. our followers. <laughs> our channel has grown a lot more slowly than so many of these YouTube channels that yeah. started around the same time as us and I'm fine with it yeah. because our peeps are awesome. Yeah, we wanted to just be ourselves. I didn't I didn't want to have to remember some shit that I said in some video uh, three years ago because I'm making another video and I might contradict. Like, basically, it's just, listen, I'm growing. This is who I am. This is what I believe right now. And, you know, we talked to Deanne, one of our patrons uh, yesterday, and she's like, I've been watching you since the beginning and you've basically been saying the same thing over and over, which I think is awesome and hilarious because pretty much every single video and anything that we talk about, we are just saying the same thing. It's true. Over and, and, over. and of course, what she meant uh, is, you know, it's authentic and it's consistent. It, the message remains the same, yeah. regardless of the evolution of what we're doing. Yeah. And so basically, that's that's what it comes down to with 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 this year and the way that we approach things is don't make excuses for chunk it daily 
Try new things that scare you. Be willing to fail and fall on your face and persist through the bullshit. Yeah. I, I think that those, those five rules are uh, the answer to, to what a lot of people uh, ask us when it comes to creating an art career. Those are the big five. Yeah. Yeah. And, and remain authentic to yourself. Uh, do things because they are real to you. Tell your real story. If you find yourself trying to make some stuff up because you think that's what you're supposed to do or embarking on a project that you don't want to do simply because you think it's going to be financially beneficial or whatever, uh, don't do it. That is it. I think we've come to the close of our I agree. awesome conversation. I enjoyed having this conversation with you. So did I. And, good. And hopefully everybody out there enjoyed it. And uh, listen, I'm curious to know if you guys uh, are interested in letting us know how you feel about these, how maybe you would change these up, make these your own, or even add to them or subtract. Um, I'm curious to know about that. Just go ahead and leave that in the comment section or go ahead to the website and send us an email. And uh, and yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios. Total awesome